Hey folks, this is Dr. Rob, and welcome to Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction, a podcast brought to you by Seeking Integrity Treatment Programs and hosted by me and my sidekick, Tammy. Say hi, Tammy. Hi, Dr. Rob. Thank you. Our show provides useful answers to your most asked questions about cheating, betrayal, and addiction. Let's get started. Hello, Dr. Rob. I'm a PA and SA working on my recovery and for uh, sober from chem sex for three years. Yay. Still working on porn addiction with my sponsor. I suffer from p- performance anxiety due to overthinking, which I understand escalated my sex addiction to chem sex because I couldn't perform. Now that I suffer, my performance anxiety is still an issue, which affects my recovery, which are, what are your thoughts on dealing with performance anxiety? I'm on butrin, but it's not helping much. Um, when this is when you say performance anxiety, is that like erectile dysfunction? Is that what you're thinking, Tammy? Um, something like that. Let, let's go with that, or any kind of. I just get anxious and have a you know have challenge. So yeah, I don't know. Well, I, these are a lot of different pieces. I can tell you that. Let me just take one piece at a time, and maybe Tammy could grab some. Is that um, we are not good with intimacy. It's scary to us, and many of us have abuse or other kinds of histories that where you would think, oh, I love this person, I want to get close to them, we end up um, getting scared or angry, upset, and actually backing away. So I'm going to throw one thing out there, which is, you know, there might be, I'm a therapist, psychological issues around here that directly relate to things that have happened to you. Because if you're an addict and you're a drug addict and you're struggling with sexual intimacy, then there's something going on underneath all that, that really, those are symptoms, the sexual acting out, the porn is certainly the chem sex. By the way, chem sex will kill you, especially if you're not 25, they will kill 25 year olds, but the men I work with are 50 and they're going to have heart attacks and strokes and stuff like that. But in any case, um, I, 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 the whole overthinking, um, it feels to me like there's how do I say this? Many of you spouses will say, now you're not acting out, but you don't seem to want to have sex with me. And that's because it isn't about you. It's that intimacy is scary and difficult for us. And by the way, one of the things I would say if I had performance anxiety would be, do you tell your spouse, the person you're with, do you say, you know, I'm worried that this won't happen, or I'm worried that do you, when it happens, do you say, I'm really embarrassed, isn't where, you know, what, how do you, how do you talk about it? You just walk away with, away from it. And there are sex therapists who deal specifically with these issues related to sexuality and erectile dysfunction. I am actually have a PhD in that. So it's another thing you can reach out to Tammy for T-A-M-I at SeekingIntegrity.com is because we work with an educator in that uh, arena. And we know really good sex therapists all over the country who are not who understand sex addiction. Um, But to me, there's a psychological, a lot of psychological issues here. So, Tammy, how about the. Yeah, well, and I. Well, I'm glad you're free from the drugs. You know, that's really good. But, but you know, the porn, if you're still, if you're still um, utilizing porn and that's keeping the dopamine going and all of that, then it's hard to really get to those underlying issues, you know, that really can help. So, uh, so, so there's so much here. I would, I, what you I don't hear is, yeah, I was going to say, I don't hear a qualified CSAT therapist that can address this. And ideally one that also, you know, uh, uh, is, as trauma. Dr. Rob mentioned, yeah, works with trauma, but works with, you know, sex, sexual health too. So, so and I want to say that, Tam- oh, I'm sorry, Tim. I just want to say like, neither one of us are here to make a diagnosis. 
And neither one of us are here to say, this is what you should do to see a doctor, don't see a doctor, whatever. You know, I think you need to get more feedback than just Tammy and I have to give. So when I say I sense psychological trauma issues here, that's from reading something. And, you know, it's also my gut doing so much of this work, but you might have depression. <laughs> you might have, you know, a whole bunch of issues. Um, when we're working on our recovery, they all come up. So I really do encourage you to see a qualified professional who can help you sort through these things to understand how they fit together. Because I have a feeling they do. So yeah, I do thank too. You. So okay, betrayed partner here. My SAPA husband relapsed, and then a couple of weeks ago later slipped. I asked him to provide me with the things he is going to do. Change. He is committed to his treatment plan to help me feel safe moving forward. He is seeing a CSAT, has a sponsor, goes to twelve step meetings, watches webinars, does alumni meetings. So he's been to our program. He says he does not want Some to person. share because I will use it against him if he doesn't do it. I tell him that's accountability. Please explain that my request is legit. Well, you know, I'd like to eat cake and ice cream every night and not gain any weight. I would love if that happened, but unfortunately behaviors have consequences. And if I am struggling, you know, uh, so many addicts are afraid of, and I do this with you, Tammy, are afraid of a woman's anger. You know, when a woman gets angry at me and I think I know where it comes from, I just kind of shrink up and I, I'll tell them anything just to go away or I'll try to please them or, you know, or I won't say what I need, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, it's no surprise that a lot of us have family issues and we struggle with both genders. And the biggest issue we often struggle with as addicts from where we come from is being assertive especially in the face of an angry woman in my experience. So, um, you know, in this situation, um, blah, 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 blah. Um, I would imagine that he's terrified of your anger and he really is, um, that's my guess. And he wouldn't know how to handle it and doesn't know how to handle it. So um, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have it. I'm just, and he deserves the responsibility for what he did, but it's sometimes really hard for us to be honest in the way we need to. So I don't know, Tammy, how it, should she handle this? I, I, to me, it's, I, I need you to understand that I want to like the slip, um, you know, he came to you. Cause that means a slip is he came to you. The relapse is he didn't tell you and you found out or whatever, but you know, I, and it's hard. I, I honestly, I remember um, w when my child was young and I said, if you tell me the truth, you will get in less trouble than if you continue to lie. You know, I mean, that was a hard lesson. But it was, you know, within elementary school age child. But just for, no, no, no. I'm just, it, no, but it how old is an addict? Or, I know exactly. Like, yeah. This this resonates is like I'm afraid that I'm going to get in trouble, and you know, and the you know, but it is the accountability. I'm with you. There needs to be accountability. He says he does not want to share because I will use it against him if he doesn't do it. Well, then just freaking do it. You know, like that's the that's the accountability. We, you know. Being in integrity, being in recovery, we do what we say we're going to do. That's, you know, that and Dr. Rob talks about that in Out of the Doghouse, which would be a good group for him to go to, um, to start with. Um, but, you know, he talks about, you know, if you say you're going to take out the trash, you take out the trash. You know, you don't lie about it. You don't ignore it. You do what you say. Now, do we forget sometimes? Yes. But then we come and say, oh, I forgot to take out the trash. I'm going to do it now. You know, I mean, there are ways to clean up. That's what. 
the 12 steps are about, you know, he's, he's going to 12 step meetings. Hopefully he's working the steps. Cause if you just go to 12 steps, you're not really making progress. It's doing the steps, but it is accountability. I take an inventory every day. That's what the 10th step is. I make amends if I need to, you know, and so there is a way to clean this up early in recovery. It's really hard. He's going to make more mistakes. You holding the, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to encourage you. I want to be here. I want to support this, but here's what I need you know, and I'll be in this process with you. If this is where you can show up, Debbie McRae did a great job with some about boundaries for, for betrayed partners. And it's like, I, you know, if you're unable to make this safe space for me, then I'm going to withdraw. That's not what either of us wants, but, but for my safety, that's what I need to do. So, so it's like, I hear you saying that you're not willing to be accountable. Then I need to create safety for myself. And this is what it's going to look like. And when you're able to help, you know, help, walk step into that space then i'm going to be able to be you know closer to you too so you know but communicating and i and i i know what rob says you know the and the anger can be intense even if it's perceived disappointment um but but you know that's it goes right back to shame it's you know we so have I want to, to just overcome offer, our shame because tammy and i are very much like dive into the problem and you know be direct and I want to yeah. say, I just want to speak from the addict's pers- uh, point of view for a minute. I wonder if you could sit down and have a conversation when you're not angry at each other and you're not upset with each mm-hmm. other and really say, I did this yes. this morning. Let's put our upset aside. I know we're going to feel it. Let's just keep in our heads here and, and say to him, tell me if I can understand what does it mean when, you, when, I, when I use something against you? What is, does that mean I keep repeating it? Does that mean I keep bringing it up? Does that mean I, you know, what does that mean exactly? I tell my friends, um, I think it's important for you to find out what does that mean? Because it could simply be a little turn of how you're communicating. And as Tammy and I have talked about, you know, it's best to take some time each evening and have this conversation rather having it all day. He may feel like, God, no matter what I do, that's going to get thrown in my face again. I, I don't know what it means to him, but I want to be fair to, us broken people as well, and say, you know, maybe sometimes we don't understand, we want it to be better, we don't know how to make it make it better. And if you are open to saying, I, I want you to feel more comfortable and safe, even though I'm angry, let's talk about that. I think you'll get really, really far. And I see Tammy nodding her head, so I feel good about that one. Yeah, well, no, and I should have said, like, you talk about this not in the moment. I like, so I'm so glad you brought that up. And, you know, that that is like, we, yeah, it, it, uh, we talk, you know, as a team too, about being curious. It's really helpful to be curious so that you understand what some, when someone's saying, you know, this, it, you know, I need to understand and have clarity about what, what, it, what are you really saying? What does that mean to you? All of those things. And then we have a better understanding rather than, you know, getting hackles up or something. So, so, but I always find it better to talk not in the heat of the moment, you know, about things and, and I do find having a set time, you know, um, journaling about it. If there are some things that you just need to talk with your therapist about, because having a mediator to help you navigate that could be really useful too. So, I also want to add one more thing, which is there are two separate issues here. There's what he has to say or not say, and then there's how you guys are working on talking to each other. And I, they don't have to be the same conversation. You could sit down mm-hmm. and say, we're just going to talk about what you mean by I'm going to use it against you. And later... Because you don't want it to spill into, okay, now that we've decided how to do it, you need to do it. That that would mi- miss the point. So anyway, 
Thank you. That's a great point too. Okay, next question. Our CSAT is telling us that disclosure will be scheduled when we are ready. SA has submitted an updated written disclosure, but still not scheduled. Originally told one month after SI, but the date has passed. Does that seem reasonable? I'm getting a little confused because it sounds like you have one CSAT rather than two. Um, I would like, I, I would want to have both CSATs on the same page that both of you, each of you has the support and are ready. And honestly, I like one other point and I'll turn over to Dr. Rob, but you know, like right now, I mean, the therapist, I'm having a heck of a time finding therapists because everybody's full. So I don't know if it's a scheduling issue as well, but it'd be worth asking, but okay. What are your thoughts, Dr. Rob? Well, as you said, Tammy, I, it, it's a completely different situation, whether this couple sees a couple's therapist who's doing it with both of them, or they ha each have the support of working with someone separately. I think those are different. So I'm not sure about this one, but I will say that um, when I would start to see uh, an addict, I would say, you know, disclosure is going to be within six weeks. Um, or at least you're going to be ready to do this in six weeks. And that meant we had a lot of active work to do and they needed to show up for the work I was asking for, of them. And it also meant that we needed a spouse to have enough time in therapy and support so that when we came together, we could all talk about this. And so I thought Tammy sort of mentioned that, um, you know, first of all, it's, I think a month is it's not that a month is unreasonable or six months is unreasonable. What's unreasonable is that, is that you don't, don't have a date. You know, if someone said to you in three months on this, provided that happens, this will, you know, that would just, even just having a date would make me feel better, but this kind of, I don't know when it's going to happen or is there something that we need to do or, so that would be really good to clarify. And the other thing is, you know, are you as a partner in getting your own support? Are you going to partners groups? Are you, because you need a foundation underneath you because you're going to hear things that are really hard and you need to have built that relationship with that woman you see every week in group and you, you know, chat up each other, chat each other up about the issues. So you don't want to do this alone. And, you know, maybe that's one of the things that they're waiting for is for you to get support. I, I don't know. Um, but, um, but both of you have work to do. So um, that's how it happens. And six to eight weeks, I know therapists that say it's going to be a year. I, I just would never keep, want to keep someone waiting that long. Um, anyway, Tammy, anything else? No, I, I think that's, yeah. Okay. Next question. The partner anonymous in the very beginning stages, like days, where can we, I turn to for support, especially with limited resources. I put it in the chat, but sex and relationship healing.com. You're here. There are three partner groups. Oh, 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 not just limited resources, but swiftly but sifting, sifting through all the through, oh sifting, sifting through all the info that we need okay in hearing terms i don't understand we are committed and relational we ran into seeking integrity through terry real he has a podcast with dr rob but we are so overwhelmed okay so so is this like you think the next one goes with it too no, uh, i'm not going to worry about that what i'm going to say is okay. that if you can provide a really you know we do have so many things going on and if i think we could say here's where the podcasts are here's you know and we'll just get a link for each at least they can find no. the better yet email me because i send out an email oh, right. podcasts are here webinars are here dropping and here's a here. newsletter we Work send our groups newsletter are out. here yeah like i i i give because i know it's overwhelming i did on both of these websites I did a little tutorial, a couple minutes to help you go through. There's a little video on the homepage of both of our websites that will help you 
you can stop it and pause and go, what did she say? Like, it, like I've tried to, and we're going to work on you know, more changes too, but I've tried to help people navigate through it, but I know it's overwhelming, but there's a tutorial on the homepages. You can email me. I will give you links that will go exactly where to go. You know, and I even say both of you go to dropping groups. Both of you can listen to the podcast. This is for betrayed partners. So I, I try really hard to help you navigate this because this is overwhelming when you're in chaos, especially very early on, but thrilled you are here. There are betrayed partner groups for you. Yeah, email me. I'll put it in the chat. Um, Tammy, T-A-M-I at seekingintegrity.com. And, and I, I will do my best to help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you, and by the way, you can right now here, if you have time or we have time, write another note and say, here are the six terms I don't understand, and we will answer you. You know, it's, in fact, it's helpful to other people to hear maybe there's some things they don't understand. So you're always welcome to do that here and now, in addition to dropping Tammy a note. So what else have we got? What's next? Okay, the next one is married 53 years, husband in fair recovery, all the right work. Um, uh, NT husband says... He stayed in an emotional affair for seven years because it was novelty. It went out of the chat room, phone calls, chat room, sex, masturbation, gifts, et cetera. No in-person contact, he says. Mm -hmm. Then he went on to meet other women in sexual chat rooms and onto porn. The other women not out of our chat room contact. To me, this should be called just plain addiction, not emotional affairs. Am I wrong in this thinking? So what no, are your thoughts? This is a mess. This is a mess. And I don't, mm -hmm. Tammy, I, with all due respect, I appreciate what you said, not respect to you, but to your partner is, I don't think you're getting the whole truth. You know, I think, in fact, I think while he was in his emotional affair, he was also doing all the sexual stuff. And then when he wasn't in the emotional affair, he was doing all the sexual stuff. And maybe there was more than one emotional affair. Uh, this is the kind of person who really does need some kind of treatment or intervention. Um, and whether that's, you know, someone that Tammy can recommend or a program. By the way, this is not someone who needs to take a course. This is someone who needs almost like an intervention. Um, so I, I don't know what kind of, and by the way, married for 53 years, Tammy, 53 years, and you're dealing with this now. I am so, so sorry that it's been the majority of your adult life that you've been struggling with this with a partner, and I'm sure there are things you do and things you just put up with, but here you are, and you don't know how to solve this problem, and I am so, so sorry for that. Um, Suggest, Tammy, they should write you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, th this is one we have an, on uh, sexandrelationshiphealing.com tomorrow morning. There's the old lady posse, they named it. Um, and it is for people who have, and it isn't exclusively because they've let you know, any betrayed partner in, but it was set up initially to be support for those who have been in a longer term relationship. Most are empty nesters, you know, that are probably committed to continuing the relationship. Um, but, you know, what do we do? So, um, so I, 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 yeah, I don't, I, I think he's minimized. You've discovered some, no doubt, um, but there's more to this. And, and the, the challenges, the acting out as painful as it is, is really the symptom. You know, there are underlying issues. I don't know how long he was doing whatever he was doing, or if he was using other things, sometimes it's food, alcohol, you know, I mean, cannabis is out, you know, is crazy right now because it's been legalized, but, you know, but, you know, gaming, gambling, I mean, there's so many forms of smoking, smoking and vaping were a non-smoke, non-vape facility, and that's important, but, you know, so there was, there may be other things, 
And so I agree with Dr. Rob, this is not, you know, something that, you know, even though our work groups are great, that won't be enough. So him getting really important help, you know, to, to start to change this. And it's not too late. We, we've had, we've had clients over 80 at our treatment program. So I, I look at that as optimistic and, you know, in wanting to make sure that the next bunch of years are, are good and, you know, and have integrity. Yeah. And have integrity, um, you know, so. But yeah, I'm so sorry. I also want to say that it looks like you're getting pushback, that this is just emotional affairs. I mean, that was what you asked at the end. And, you know, this is not just emotional affairs. This is someone who's really troubled and is wanting to see it in a certain way. And this is another one of those trust your gut questions. We got a lot of them today, which is this doesn't feel just like an emotional. This feels like a big problem to you. And I trust I would trust that. I know what the next one says. Uh Uh-huh. It was both, both work, work and, and sexual performance anxiety. So to me, there's more going on. By the way, Wellbutrin is not the only medication for anxiety. And there are a ton that you can go through. And you, if you're not getting symptom relief, this I can say, if you're not getting symptom relief, go back to your doctor and say, I'm not fully getting symptom relief. Um, I, I know for me, I took medications for years. They didn't really help. And all of a sudden I got the right one and it really helped. But they don't always get it right. There's not, it's not a very good science, unfortunately. It's not like this is infected, use that antibiotic. Sometimes people really need to go through different medications and it's a drag, but you, you really shouldn't be feeling this level of anxiety. By the way, it's different if you started therapy three months ago versus if you've been working on yourself for a while. Um, if you've been working on yourself for a while and you're still in this place, you know, it sounds like a medical, medical issue. We got well, a few and minutes. I, we got a few minutes. Yeah, we, no, ahead, I we got another question, but I have a, a comment and I can't, find, I have a brochure on it around my desk somewhere, but um, I, uh, a few years ago, I was at a conference um, before COVID when you could go to conferences and we're going to go again. Um, but we the, are. Uh, but I, I picked up a brochure on a program where they do um, like, it's like DNA testing to, to help you because everybody's right. different and and to get the right dosage for how your metabolism go it was brilliant so i make nothing i don't even remember the name of the company so i'm not affiliated I with them at all but if you want information i i will pass it on to you uh, you know um so email me um and ask for the um uh that like call it the dna um, medication stuff and i'll know yeah. what you're asking for and tammy we sat in that lecture together and these people basically told us, you know, we can now look at your DNA and we could determine which medication is going to be more effective for you. And I don't know if you've been on any of those Ancestry 23andMe sites, but they're more and more coming up with traits based on, you know, thousands of hundreds of thousands of people's DNA. They're able to see, oh, so many of these people have this particular issue and this kind of depression or this. So she's right. It's really a fascinating, I'm sure it's not cheap, but there is a process where they can identify uh, in a much easier way what will be the most effective drug for you that was a that was well, a really interesting seminar it was you know because like my metabolism is different than your metabolism and so you know and and when when you go to your gp um and they hand you the same drug that they handed the you know uh, you know, they hand it to a 250 pound person versus 120 right. pound person i mean all of those things make a difference mm-hmm. in in what it is so i think getting i think it's worth exploring so okay next question um uh yeah i would be scared of it too i don't know i have to like, say yeah the, the the anxious person keeps writing <laughs> yeah. so the okay terms, don't take benzos I, we, you, but there's yeah, lots of other yeah, meds yes. you can take 
and 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 work really hard with your sponsor and and see said so somebody asked about the porn um because you're still doing dopamine drip and not fully happy joyous and free so this person the early person was asking about terms because you suggested csat certified sex addiction therapist we do mention that and we say it enough in passing that we forget that we need to clarify at times so there are also partner trained specialists even with that though i do um you know dr rob i'm going to grab this dr rob wrote the updated version of the pro-dependence book this is called beyond the myth of codependency now. So that, oops, sorry, I disappeared. Um, so, so this looks at loving someone who's got brokenness from a very different lens than codependency. So, so when somebody is looking for a betrayed partner specialist, I always say, please ask them if they use the pro-dependent lens not label, um, versus the codependent. So, um, so it really, it, and what you're saying too, is he's turned to porn and sex addiction, prior had opiate and alcohol dependency. So yeah. th that is so common, you know, like mm -hmm. using something else. It's whack-a-mole. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're mm -hmm. still not addressing the underlying issue. So this will continue until and unless, you know, he addresses the underlying issues is I think more painful for partners, you know, when it's sex and porn addiction. Um, although you know, watching somebody, you know, kill themselves on the installment plan with drugs is also problematic. So, but yeah, I want to just say something quickly about CSAT begin the moment mm -hmm. we have, which is, yes, we recommend um, certified therapists because they, it's not just a little thing. They go through almost a year of training and then another year of supervised training. I mean, there is a lot of effort if you want to have this particular degree, but that doesn't mean all of them are good. <laughs> no offense to you right. guys. So no, right. I, I was thinking, oh, we should just put up the CSAT you know, information. They can look for anyone in there, but you can find some really not very good people. And that's why Tammy and I do these consultation groups. And you know, we want to know who's doing good work out there so and we've known these people a lot of them for many years for the good and the bad so um you know please do reach out to tammy if you want a referral we 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 i would say we cherry pick but we're very careful about who we recommend based on their experience and who we trust well, and Dr. Rob mentioned earlier that he does a peer case consultation group that's a weekly group for therapists they they are scheduling their around you know coming to that so that they can continue to learn and grow and i i validate the, their work with that so well, that's free okay. too yes last okay question. last question hi dr robin tammy my husband hasn't been to a csat for proper assessment i'm curious what you think he views porn every so often even though he's attempted to stop several times and knows that it's harmful for our relationship he's obsessed about sex bdsm with me and it really took over his mind and he tried to get as much as he could from me he sexually abused me with manipulation against my will and he goes into sexual fantasy intentionally throughout the day what are your thoughts why don't you start to 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 me i well so first of all healthy boundaries for you we like it's not okay to the manipulation and sex against your will that's you know I mean, that's rape you know so um so the he he, he is i think in denial because he's thinking it's not as bad as you know um uh, and he's not he hasn't done any of the work so he's still hanging on to that so what do you need to do for you for your safety because um you know like it would be okay. I can't be um, close to you when, 
you know, this is happening. Um, and, and a CSAT is you know, a good CSAT will be proper assessment, but he, going to a CSAT once a week for 50 minutes is not enough. He, sexual fantasy. I mean, that's 24 seven. So, so getting help to get to the underlying issues, you know, we, we do four to five hours of assessment for, for the guys that come to our, our program, because we want to understand what's going on, you know, at least initially uh, before they arrive. So we can really help you know, plan treatment for them to address those underlying issues. So, Dr. Rob? Yeah, um, I, I agree. I mean, my first thought, Tammy, was this is an inpatient residential type case. And that doesn't mean they have the resources or the interest, but this, for anyone else, this is a, because there's multiple issues, there's abuse going on, um, there's yeah. manipulation, there's, you know, there's a multiple issues going on that, that probably have. Oh. He just left. I think he, he does that sometimes where he plays with his um, AirPods and he leaves. So so you taking care of you, getting help and support. And, oh, there you are. You want to answer that question, but now you have to, I, know, I don't have it in front of me anymore. Yeah. Okay, so I'll- Oh, I know what I was going to say is yeah. responding to what Tammy said. I would sit down and make a list of things that are not okay with me. You know, just make a list. And, you know, again, when you're not in one of these situations, look, I have this set of boundaries. I have this set of things that are not okay with me. And then, you know, I'm worried about your safety. Um, if you don't want to do something, how do you get the, and, and maybe you don't know how to say no to the person you love or whatever. How can you get support and have a, um, a, a prearranged way of keeping yourself safe? And safe means not doing anything you're uncomfortable with. Safe means trusting your gut. And by the way, again, one of the betrayed partners groups have a lot of women. I know it who would stand up for saying, you call me anytime you feel uncomfortable. You don't have to be alone with stuff like this. Um, but uh, as far as the BDSM stuff, yeah, people have, you know, we don't pathologize that. We don't say there's anything wrong with somebody who likes that. But there's a lot of ways that, that works, which, which involves understanding it. For example, both partners have to agree. Both partners have to agree beforehand. Both partners have to agree, you know, what, li what the limits of that are. Both partners have to agree if something's uncomfortable, when they say no, it means no. Th that's not what this sounds like. That's, this sounds like you're being abused and he's playing out his fantasies with you. And I'm worried about your safety. So, um, you know, as much as you're able to protect yourself with boundaries, getting support, um, being clear about what you're willing to do and what not do and what you'll do if you get pushed in a corner. Those are all the things that you need to, to, and by the way, you can, there's always a door and you can leave and get in your car and say, I'm not going to put up with this and I'm out of here to protect yourself, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, Call the police, you know, whatever you need to do. So. Thank you for listening to this episode of Overcoming Betrayal and Addiction. If our words have led you to seek help, please reach out. You can always find us at www.seekingintegrity.com.